Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, craps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good. It's been nice. Nice weather. Lovely weather. Back to the old British. But yeah, no, it's 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 good weather. It's been nice, sunny. Can go out and yeah. It's been nice, just being summer holidays, having a bit of relaxing. It's all good. Yeah, you, you put a grand total of two weeks worth of work in and then immediately went for summer holidays again, as you typically do as a, a teacher. Here's my... I feel like every three to four weeks I just insult teachers, but, I mean, you get far too much holiday and you know it's just out of jealousy. <sighs> but um, let, let, week, week three of Scott's COVID update, are we fully Are we fully back to, to normal, mate? How are you feeling? How's the taste? How's the sense of smell? I know we were making great progress last week, so how are yeah, we doing? No, I'm, smell-wise, I think this, I'm still a little bit lacking, but taste-wise, I think we're back to normal now. I think we're back to normal because for the first time I had a meal and I finished it and I was like, oh, that was delicious. And I was like, holy shit, that was delicious. Like, the the fuck? Oh my What's going God. on? But yeah, I mean, I'm quite lucky because, you know, I'm, I was talking to somebody and they're seven weeks in now and still don't have their taste. Like, that's... Jesus. It, 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 it's, it's worse than you think it is because you think, oh, I can't taste anything. It's all right. It makes food really boring and uninteresting, and that I, you know, for someone oh, that yeah, likes their food, it's quite, quite sad, and um, yeah, unfortunately, there's a few, few of our listeners I know have um, unfortunately caught it, and um, have been messaging me saying, well, you know, what, what, when did you get your taste back? What did you do? Um, and oh, it's just one of them. I think everybody's different. Although I did find one really sour sweet. It's always a good shout because every day I would have one and I could taste it. It's a bit sour. Then it got more sour. Then it got sweet and sour. Then I could taste flavours. And I was like, ooh. But also, really weirdly, cherry-flavoured things. Anything cherry-flavoured, I could taste. So cherry Lucasade, lifesaver. Really weird. Really bizarre. It's funny how it all works. As soon as you said cherry things... I don't know whether this speaks to how I'm 27 going on to 207, but instantly I thought of like cherry drops. Like, you know, the kind of classic old person, like Bassett cherry drops. Oh, yeah. Love cherry drops. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that's just my old soul. (laughs) As soon as you said cherry flavor things, I thought, oh, I do love a cherry drop. Um, Scott, this week, it is a bit of a weird week for a couple of reasons. First of all, no guests Mm -hmm. it's just the two of us so nice little solo episodes um second reason for it being a weird week is we are recording hella early um normally we record towards the end of the week we are recording on tuesday the 3rd of august aka yeezy day so whenever anyone's listening to this in a week's time, which is very weird, um, hope you all had a great Yeezy day. And I also <laughs> hope that you had a great um, Sneakers Day because mm-hmm. Sneakers Day would have hap- would have come and gone by the time this episode releases. So I hope you all uh, had a great time then. But we're both on holiday, mate. We're, I feel as if, uh, well, yeah. when I say holiday, the two of us are going for little weekends away. I'll be, uh, by the time this episode goes live, I'll be um, in a car driving back from Croyd Bay after a long weekend of surfing and drinking and surfing and drinking. 
Um, what, what are you doing this weekend? I am in North Wales, in the more oh, of nice. the back arse of nowhere than where I currently live. So, um, yeah, this could be interesting because there is no internet, no signal, nothing where I am. So, yeah, we're going for... Uh... So what we're saying... So what what we're saying is, if you're listening to this episode, Scott has managed to pull over at a service station and get one bar of 4G to be able to upload the audio onto <laughs> Anchor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this episode, if you're if you're listening to this episode any time after Monday, then we've clearly not been able to have signal over the course of the the, the weekend. Because yeah, I mean, Croyd Bay, I pre, I don't, I get very very little signal for the whole weekend. So yeah, this is going to be an interesting week. But <laughs> um, as I said, we are recording on Tuesday the third of August, which is Yeezy Day, and I feel as if it's probably a good thing for us to just have a little chat about. Um, Yeezy Day and how it was. Uh, overall, mate, I think it was quite a good day. I, I heard a couple of people messaging or, or putting up on social media and things like this. They thought it was uh, a little bit disappointing. But I feel as if one of the things that I've been very impressed with uh, over the course of today is just how relentless these um, mm. raffles have been. Like every hour on the hour from six o'clock in the morning UK time, we had 350s, 700s, 500s. Even then, it was like 700 V3s, V2s, V1s. Like, we had the Classics come out. We had the Zebra 350 V2. We had yeah. uh, the the Wave Runners, which uh, I managed to get a pair for um, friend and listener of the podcast, um, Aaron. So, there we go. And I also feel much better for that because I know he wanted the Paradunks. And obviously, I won those for Rich. So, I feel as if... I did Rich a favour with the dunks and I've now uh, helped Aaron with the wave <laughs> runners. So I'm on a hot streak at the minute, mate, with wins. But um, what, what, what's been your opinions for today? Yeah, I, th- I thought it's been pretty good. I mean, for fans of Yeezy um, and for people that say, uh, you know, looking to buy their first pair of, say, kind of hype shoes, I think it's been a really good day. Um it's been, like I say, constant. There's been a few little hidden raffles. Um, so if you click on yeah. certain links, um, like raffles that kind of weren't on the homepage are there. Um, and I think, it, yeah, it's been really good. And I think, you know, like I say, we mentioned that by the time this episode goes out, it'll also be Sneakers Day. And, you know, it's one of those where there's always a bit of anticipation behind these days, but it never really seems to follow through. And I think, you know, we had um, we had um, Air Max Day, you know, not long ago. And again, it was like all of this stuff about flying around the world and collecting air miles and, oh, what's going to happen? Nothing. And it's a bit like there was anticipation, there was hype, and nothing really came of it. So I think for Yeezy, the one thing I've liked is it's all been raffles. Now, whether you, whether yeah. you agree with that or not is, you know, personal opinion, but... The problem is when Nike have done stuff before, and I remember they did one year, I think it was 2019, they did an Easter egg hunt essentially around the sneakers app. So you had to go around, click on random product from years ago, there was scratch aways and all this type of thing. And the thing is the bots just ate them up because that's what they can do. They they literally, they were like, right, here's the product, we bought it. Um, the scratch away stuff didn't help um, and it became a nightmare basically. So, yeah, I think 
the way they've done it is really good and they've they've given the product to the masses which is what a celebration of say yeezy day should be about it should be about getting shoes to people i've seen quite a few people get wins on the wave runners great i think that's what the one thing that people were most excited about everyone knew the wave runner was coming and for the amount of people i've seen get them everybody that really wanted a pair on that i've seen has managed to get a pair either through themselves or through someone being able to get them for them so yeah i think it's been a really good day um and i kind of hope knight kind of look at it and learn because yeah it's it's all very well and good creating special shoes for the day like this time we've got like a leopard print jordan one low and a harachi and they're very interesting there's rumors about people getting them for free which they've done before, where basically they've literally just they send a pair of shoes to your house. It just happens. Oh, okay. Um, so they're, apparently they're going to do that again. It's cool, but at the same time, it doesn't really do much. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be weird. interesting because uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting because essentially that would have already happened by the time this releases. So I suppose if you're listening to this, we would have either seen whether or not free pairs were given out maybe mm-hmm. we can uh yeah maybe we can cut that part and maybe we'll have a proper recap next week or something like that <laughs> after the fact we'll, we'll, we'll see what goes on we'll see how we'll see how we feel but um but yeah i think overall uh, i think what's been quite positive for me from yeezy day is you're seeing people very happy i think i saw someone post on their instagram and i know this is no sort of like um, indication as to how successful it is, but I saw some person getting a, a win on the phone runners, and they were like, "I cannot exp- like cannot describe to you how happy I am right now." And I know sometimes you can argue like, "Oh, people say that every single week when they win," but to see people happy with these releases, yeah. and if you really think about it, what do what do people get hyped about with any of these days? Whether it's sneakers day, whether it's Air Max day, whether it's now Yeezy day or whatever, people want old product that they've missed like people get excited over re-releases and new product people don't necessarily i I know i'm not speaking for the masses here they're going to be some people that do like the easter egg hunts and things like this but why do people like the easter egg hunts because at the end of it you get this jordan or you get this dunk or you get this air max or whatever and i think yeezy just did exactly what they needed to every single hour on the hour there was product that people probably missed out on that they now have another opportunity to win. So I feel as if they did all right. I feel as if they did very, very well. So congratulations, Adidas, and congratulations, Yeezy. And, um, I mean, I didn't hear that many people complaining about the confirmed app, which, well, that in itself is a (laughs) a big shock. Makes a change. (laughs) But... um, Exactly, exactly. But Scott, as I said, this is a solo episode. So of course, we get to do a few things that we don't normally get to do when we have a guest. And the first thing that we always do is spend a little bit of time recapping some recent pickups. And oh, Scott, how the tables have turned this week. Because all year, I have been getting it in the neck Every time we've been doing a solo episode, oh, I've been really selective. And Matt, you've bought every shoe under the sun. And uh, I'm just going to sit back this week, Scott, because you seem to have bought every other shoe on the market uh, since our last solo episode. So uh, what have you bought, mate? Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm just going to say I said I was being selective. And I must admit, other than one pair that kind of came out of nowhere, 
and that I literally had no idea about. Um, I I would say I have been selective because I think personally I think these are all fantastic pairs. Obviously, I bought them, but um, first up, I will go with, and this is one that you've you've had, you know, the ZX Ten Eight Candyverse. And this is this is a lovely shoe, and this is a shoe that we saw a, a, quite a while back actually on Till's um, on his Instagram, and I sent I remember sending a picture to you saying, "Look, what's Till up to?" Yeah, and um, you said, "Oh, I wonder what that is," and I said, "I don't care what what he's doing. What is on his feet?" Uh, because you li- you could barely see what they were. You could see it was something you hadn't seen before, but what they were, you couldn't tell. And what he was wearing was basically a mashup of the ZX10,000 and the ZX8,000. Now, my two favourite ZX silhouettes are a 10,000 and an 8,000. So for me, this was an absolute no-brainer. And then when you take into account the colours used, I mean, the colour palettes they've used are just spot on. Um, and I Amazing. Mean, yeah, the the materials well, we used. We spoke about this shoe. The um, just... we spoke about this shoe when we when we were Jeff, uh, when we did the episode with Jeffrey, didn't we? We mm-hmm. spoke about this as our. Um, I think you said it was your, it was your sleeper pick for the week that week. Mm. Um, the colours are absolutely amazing. Um, it's a fantastic looking shoe. Uh, the material. I, I will tell you what, Scott. I'm sorry to jump in there. I'm sorry to butt no, in. No, go on. But um, the one thing I was really surprised with, I think everyone saw in those pictures how amazing the colours were. I was actually really, really surprised with the materials and the comfort. Like, again, I, I know I was taking the piss there saying that Scott's bought every shoe under the sun. I did also actually manage to pick up a pair of these. Um, and, yeah, they're absolutely amazing. Like I said, on foot, I, I feel as if the the 10 slash the ZX 10.8 is like the perfect combination. Like it's got a really nice foot feel. I know that sounds a bit weird of a description, but like it's the perfect comfort of a ZX8000, but it has the really nice construction of a ZX10000 as well. So the materials are the, some of the things that I was really surprised about. The hairy suede, the almost neoprene kind of sock liner yeah. almost. I don't know if that's kind of a good description or you'd agree with that description, but the kind of sock liner isn't a traditional kind of foam padded um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of sock liner that we yeah. normally see in a ZX10,000. It is almost like kind of that Presto-y kind of material and it feels really nice on foot because of it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and I, it's one of those, I mean, I feel like my yeah. my choice of this as a sleeper pick has now been justified because, you know, I went into um, Offspring um, to pick up another, another pair that um, we'll discuss in a second and they were sat on shelves. Um, and I was talking to some of the guys there and they were saying, you know, they're fantastic. They're one of the best ZX they've seen in a long time. And even the girls in store were saying in terms of like Adidas shoes, they're the one they've really caught their eye. And it's a pair that it's still sat there, but there was a lot of people picking them up and being like, oh, OK. Um, and there was some seriously good ZX sat there as well. You had Sean Wotherspoon's Overkills, um, the Chocolate Rabbits, the, all of the national parks. There was a lot of really good pairs, but everybody just kept kind of looking at that and going, mm, yeah, so they are fantastic. And if you get the chance to see them in hand, I think I think they're better they're better in hand than the pictures. Um, and the pictures were fantastic. So, um, but yeah, but... 100%. Um, I'd agree. 
you said we're going to move on to another pair in a minute, uh, another ZX-related pair that uh, you purchased from Offspring and I also purchased from Offspring. Funny you say that about the fact that they were bigging that shoe up because um, when I went to buy this second pair, um, the guy that got me my pair uh, picked up the Candyverse and said, have you seen these yet? And I had to be like, <laughs> yeah, I've already got those. Um, but he tried to upsell he he tried to upsell me the Candyverse as I was buying another pair of ZX. Like I was like, okay, right. First of all, props for understanding that is a cool ZX shoe. Tell you what, though, if they're trying to up um, kind of upsell you a pair of um, Candyverse, that doesn't happen very often. Normally, they're just like, there you go, um, have your shoe because no. you know ZX is is a one that I don't think many people are overly knowledgeable about. So when they see somebody buying ZX, it's a bit like, oh, what do I say to them? What do I offer them? <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah. No, they were trying to, they were trying to, yeah, they were trying to yeah, upsell but, them. Um, very like you said, you know, the second pair um, that we both picked up um, and, you know, big shout out to um, the guys at Offspring and the Addy panel as well um, for my pair in particular. And that is, the Adidas ZX9000 Offspring, LA to London Pack Part 2. They, these are, in terms of colorway, they're probably not the most, people will look at it and go, oh, it's just a bit of a, you know, a white and cream shoe. There is so much going on with this pair. It is, it's crazy. Um... You know, compared to the first pack um, that was very colourful, very bright, tried to tell the story of, um, you know, London and using the London Bridge and then kind of LA using the sunsets and stuff. This has gone down a very different route, um, kind of with white panelling. Um, the materials used, by the way, fantastic. We were saying the other day, in terms of materials, there is so many materials on this shoe, it should just be an absolute car crash of a mess really but it isn't it is absolutely done to perfection you've got what we we said is almost like a neoprene tongue canvas toe panel long head suede new buck um leather around the sides leather um heel cage exposed foam like it the list goes on it's um but they are absolutely fantastic like i said the details on these um, the London, um, the River Thames on the back with the coordinates of Offspring HQ um, embossed on the back, really nice. Um, you know, what I realised the other um, as I was watching this, I was watching um, Sean Go actually do a review on these, and I was looking at the pictures. And do you think that the stripes on the side that have been cut in half, kind of blue, red, white, obviously like the um, Great British flag, it kind of looks the way they've cut it, like the Adidas performance logo, like the way that it's gone at the side. I, I, would, I wonder if that was a deliberate yeah, thing. It might it not have been. It yeah, might yeah. have just been completely accidental. But the every time I look at this shoe, there's something else that I'm like, oh, I didn't see that. Um, they're, just, they're just brilliantly done. Absolutely brilliantly done. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and again, the one thing that um, I love about this particular shoe and i will say that i think without a shadow of a doubt without a question this is the best offspring zx shoe they have produced um purely because of 
the silhouette used. Um, the ZX9000 is up there as one of the best. I know a lot of people see these different ZXs and they're kind of like, oh, I can't really tell the difference. But the little differences um, with the ZX9000, the one thing I have noticed is, um, and this goes against the usual design, so again, this is another thing to, 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 to kind of recognize, is um, traditionally with the ZX9000 on the inside of the shoe, um, there aren't any mm -hmm. stripes. There's one thick stripe. And with this particular pair of ZX9000s, there are actually um, three stripes on the insides. So that is something just to, to kind of think about as a, an extra little detail that doesn't normally happen. But the materials, um, there isn't a single standard um, no. ZX material here. If you think about it, the heel counter is usually plastic. It's leather. The upper is normally a combination of almost like a faux suede and mesh. There is no mesh on this shoe. The tongue tag uh, that says Adidas is actually stitched inside out, which is never deliberately there. You've got exposed foam, which the only time that really happens on a ZX is when they do the X-ray inside out pack. Um, so it's just, and also what I really love is the fact that they have been able to add in little extra panels like around the heel counter um, and around the the top of the eyelets they have some hairy kind of mint green suede panels to represent or kind of give a nod to the original hydra um, colorway mm -hmm. on the zx9000 so i really like how they've been able yeah. to give a spin on it um one of the things I've done with my pair that I think really, really pops is um, straight away I noticed the fact that the outsole of the shoe, you have the split of the blue and the red. Um, uh, the same with there's a blue plastic um, eyelets and obviously you've got the, the red and blue on the stripes, the tongue tab and um, on the heel. So I went digging through some ZX boxes and uh, pulled out a pair of red laces from the ZX 8000 Lego from the A to ZX series. And I put it up on my Instagram story. Actually, the majority of the people thought that the OG laces looked better. But not being funny, those red laces in that shoe absolutely pop. I do not understand why this shoe did not have a set of red laces as spare laces because that looks good. In my opinion, I th feel like red laces make this shoe look so much better. But again... That's just my opinion. But uh, yeah, overall, very, very good shoe. Very, very happy to have it uh, in the collection. And as I said, I think one of the things that was missed with the first pack um, is the storytelling. Um, I know that a lot of, I know that you mentioned it earlier, Scott, that you had the colors coming from London Bridge and you had the colors coming from the LA Sunset. It, it, it was a very subtle storytelling, whereas this is like, bang in your face like you can see the thames you can see the london coordinates you can see the british um inspiration here and then you start getting into the more subtle details like the fact that it is a rugged shoe to represent um the kind of industrial side of london and things like this so i think this is the perfect combination of subtle details yet it smacks you straight in the face that it's a London shoe. And that's why I think this is the most superior ZX yeah, they've I, done, I, because I, it's I the perfect balance. I think I'd probably agree. I mean, I've got a very a, a very big soft spot for the 10,000. Um, 
in terms of the event and just everything obviously that came with it so I think for me that one will probably always be at the top however I think in, if I was looking at pure aesthetics I think in details I think this shoe would, would be top um, and I'm very excited to see um, obviously the 420 that's coming as well um, in hand um, to see how they kind of continue it there and how they've kind of translated the same kind of message onto a different silhouette but yeah and I mean in terms of laces like I said you put red laces in there I really like the laces they came with however because of the way the shoe is designed and the colours used you could pop pretty much any colour laces in there and they look fantastic so yeah they've made a very very good shoe so shout out to all the guys at Offspring, um, I know everyone always shouts at Amman, and I'm sure he has a big part to play. But there's lots of people at Offspring, and they all work hard, so shout out to everybody there. Um, but I'll move on to um, the third pair. <laughs> um, and this was, this was a special one, and this is one that I genuinely can't believe um, that I managed to pick up um, for cheaper than um, what they actually sold for. So... Go figure that one. Um, the, it is the New Balance 990 V3 Bodega. Oh, now this, this is special. Um, it, there's There's been, I mean, you'll have seen quite a few pictures of these and like uh, lots of kind of reviews on YouTube and stuff like that. It is, I'm just going to say, like, New Balance quality is good. This is insanity um it is predominantly kind of a khaki brown shoe um with hits of red um and blue it, it kind of it's it's lovely it's so well done the idea of this shoe was that they wanted to make a shoe that was timeless that would go through time scales um through fads and still look as good now as it will do in 10 years as it will do in 20 years and they absolutely hit the nail on the head. Uh, I know the guys over at Complex, Welty in particular, um, have already put this in their top 10 shoe of the year. Um, it will be, I'm sure it will be up in my list by the time because it's just so, it's such a well done and beautiful shoe. Um, it, honestly, it's when I opened them up, I just thought the box itself is beautiful. Um, I always love a little play on a logo and New Balance and Bodega have just, it's perfectly done. Um, but honestly, the suede quality on this shoe is just... It's just ridiculous. Um, and I know it's to celebrate kind of 15 years of Bodega. Um, and this is a really good way of celebrating it. Um, little details like 2021 and um, on one shoe. And again, the date of their birth on the second shoe. It's It's just... It's so subtle, but so well done. Um, it, for anybody that sees it, I think it's going to be one of those that anybody that knows anything remotely about New Balance would look at these and go, oh, they're really nice. But for those that do know, I think it's a it's a big, yeah, a, a big um, thumbs up because they've just, honestly, words escape me um, when I look at the kind of the quality of that shoe. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a... It's a lovely, lovely shoe. Um, not a shoe that I picked up. Um, there is only one 990 V3 that in is in my eyes um, that I'm aiming for, and that is whenever the uh, 990 version 3 comes out, I need that grey um, New Balance with the red um, tab. So whenever that comes out, that is the only 
990 V3 that I've got my eye on this year. Not saying the others aren't good, but for me, I really, really want that kind of OG grey looking, um, kind of just the, the, the classic GR grey 990. But that shoe is amazing. I did manage to see a pair um, in hand um, when we, we had a little bit of a meet up a few weeks back for uh, the Sneaker Fiend Club. A couple of the guys there were wearing them uh, and they look really, really good. The good thing is, is because of the, like you said, the neutral tones um, kind of being that khaki kind of mm-hmm. green browny kind of color, um, it could yeah. go with anything. Um, you could wear it with anything, and also the fact that it's got the hits. The, the fact that it's got the hits of blue. Um, I've seen lots of different people with lots of different color laces. Like you can have the kind of neutral laces that match the upper. You can have the blue laces in there that uh, match the details. I think there's another pair of yeah. laces that it comes with as well that again look equally as good. So I feel like it's a shoe that you can kind of you can adapt depending on how you want it to look and what you want to wear it oh, with. Definitely. So overall, mate, very 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 good. Um, pick up and also very very shocking that I'm pretty sure that's the first time that Bodega have done a made in USA um, shoe with New Balance because all of the other ones prior to that have been like um, the 997S and things like this so um, really cool to see that Bodega have absolutely smashed it with their first made in shoe yeah no they have they've um, they really have smashed it Um, and we'll go to another New Balance um, for the next one and this is this is a big one, especially for me because I was heartbroken that I missed the first um, one of this collaboration, and that is the New Balance two thousand and two Art Times Salehe Bembry Water Be the Guide. Um, this is a Marmite shoe, um, <laughs> very much so. It's I love this shoe. I think it's fantastic had um wore it out um the other day and they just look brilliant um however my fiance described them as the worst shoe that i currently own so that kind of kind of puts it in perspective as to people's thoughts on this you know i know there are people um good friends of the podcast uh, ryan this is his favorite shoe of the year you know and i, I doubt this is gonna oh, you try and tell him anything otherwise as well like you try and tell him <laughs> that there's a shoe better than this and i swear to god he'll fight you in the street like there is Honestly. no changing that man's mind that this no. is the best shoe of 2021 um ryan i know you're listening to this you're wrong <laughs> but i'll wait for you to hear this for us to to, to kind of have that battle yeah I mean, I've got to say, like, in terms of materials, like, the long-haired suede, um, the like the leather used is lovely, the brown leather. Um, I actually wish they did a shoe with a lot more of this brown leather because it is really, really nice. Um, just lovely details. It's a 2002R. It's super comfy. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just brilliant. The col- I think it's the colours. The colours are what tear people because, you know, it's a, it's a very kind of turquoisey blue color with hits of like very bright green and then you've got a very wide kind of salmon pink mesh toe box um it's a very strange mix of colors some people like it some people think it looks like a mercurial football boot i'm not naming names but i've heard that description so um yeah it's it's a it's a very much a marmite one i love it um but i know there are quite a few people that yeah, not as much of a fan. 
that being me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am said person that described it as a Nike Mercurial football boot, and I'm going to stick by it until the end of time. I do not like that colorway one bit. Um, I can appreciate the amazing attention to detail and the materials, and yet 100% the, the shoe screams water be the guides or whatever the hell it's called um but uh, yeah like i said for me i love uh, you can you can turn that into almost any other color and i'd want to buy that shoe but that combination of blues and greens and the kind of salmony kind of pinky browny it can't quite decide what color it is um toe box and tongue it's just it's not for me again i will 100 percent. I'm, I'm not going to argue with people that say it's one of the best pickups of the year because i can 100 percent. i know looking at that shoe that the detail and level of comfort is going to be insane the materials look insane uh, but yeah it's i mean I know that I know when people are buying shoes, there's a certain list, right? Like some people like colorway over anything. Some people like materials over everything. Some people like comfort over everything. But I do feel as if regardless on materials, comfort, etc., there is a certain element of the colorway and color blocking is part of the aesthetic. And for me, it could be the comfiest shoe in the world. It could be the, the best materials I've ever seen on a shoe. But if the colorway isn't right, I have to wear it with an outfit at the end of the day. And like I said, for me, it's just not, it's just not my, not my thing, not my bag. So well, I'll, I'll let people, I'll, I'll, I'll let people like yourself and Ryan appreciate it and everyone else that bought it, because I, I do understand it's a great shoe, just not one that I would ever put on my feet. Yeah, there's been there's been a lot of hype around this year. I must admit, you like go on Instagram when this released, and there was so many pictures of it. Um, people seem to pick it up. Whether that's just because it's got Salehe's name on it, I don't know. But he doesn't really do toned down. He does quite bold colours. Um, I mean, his first pair was bright orange, so there you go. But but we're gonna move on to the last one, and this is one that I've. I mean, it arrived now, but I've had this in the pipeline for a long time and i will say this now um this is my pickup of the year and it will remain that until the end i can guarantee it um and that is a very special shoe done by a very close friend of the podcast lorenzo lorenzo g um studio og and that is a one of one sample of the four adidas forum 84 in the dusk colorway and unfortunately the lighting here isn't great so matt can't really see the colors properly but these are i've, I've, I've seen that colorway enough i know what that colorway looks like it is phenomenal um we cut the straps off them um so there is no straps on uh, this forum um that was a decision that um him and my fiance were very happy about because she really doesn't like this um straps on the forum but these are just the colorway the dust colorway is beautiful i think he he's really absolutely mastered that fade um from kind of the yellowy kind of cream to purple um and i'm not gonna lie it this forum is it's one of the best pieces of work i've seen from him um i've seen all the pictures um online and you know people get very excited over the the nike products um and he had to be fair. He hasn't done um, much else. Um, he is now doing obviously much more products. Um, but you know, the Air Force is what kind of he he started with. And I just I think the forum. I, you know, what I'm most amazed by is this forum was, you know, essentially a GR forum, and the quality of them 
is just incredible. Like the leather and the suede is just phenomenal. Um, and the work he's done on it is beautiful. Um, I've put pictures up on my Instagram and, you know, I'll get some more up at some point. But these are just fantastic and, you know, massive, massive shout out to Lorenzo and thank you for the pair. And, um, you know, the he's making some serious moves, you know, as as of recording, um, you know, day before he technically made his debut on sneaker shopping on the feet of Joe LaPuma himself. Um, you know, since he's come on um, the podcast, you know, he's just gone from strength to strength. And I'm really glad that one, more UK designers are getting exposure, but two, somebody of his talent and somebody of his kind of dedication to what and his passion um, is actually getting noticed and getting some, you know, well, well deserved um, accreditation. Like I say, not just from the likes of Joe LaPuma, but, you know, DJ Clark Kent's had pairs. Um, you know, the, we're talking some serious names in the sneaker world and I just, I really hope it continues um, and that it just continues to grow from strength to strength because he's absolutely smashing it, absolutely smashing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak upon the shoe because again, people, you, you'll be able to go and see the pictures on Scott's um, Instagram. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Again, it's exactly the same colorway as you saw Joe LaPuma wearing the other day, as you saw um, uh, the uh, the Stussy Air Force One. I do believe by the time this episode releases, there would have just been a round of Stussy Air Force Ones yeah. um, that would have released. So again, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful colorway. Um, I, I'm sure Lorenzo's probably going to be listening to this. So I just want to say like huge congratulations for your shoe being on sneaker shopping i think i saw that um my my, i was sat here in the living room um i was watching it on youtube girlfriend was kind of on her laptop chilling out and i jumped out of my seat um screaming when i saw his shoe uh, on sneaker Mm -hmm. shopping so just incredibly incredibly happy for him so well done but um, when when um when we kind of caught wind of him doing a pair for joe and you know, I said to him, oh, it'd be, it'd be cool when, you know, joking around saying, oh, I'd be cool when I see when I see that pair on the podcast or on sneaker shopping. And we were just joking around and he was like, yeah, it'd be amazing if that ever happened, blah, 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 blah. A few months later, there we are. And like I say, I just, it, yeah, I, it was, I was like, you yeah, like I say, I got so excited and I've been watching like every sneak, I mean, I do anyway, but I was watching sneaker shopping and watching the podcast just to see um, if they come up. And when they did, I was just like, oh, this is it like i'm just i'm like so happy for him and what he's accomplished and what he's going to continue to accomplish um and yeah it's just it's just incredible to see you know people that we know um and people that we support kind of yeah just doing doing what they do best so yeah um big congratulations massive massive agree massive. agree well, Scott, um, I think yeah, is that, that that's, that's you're, you're, only f- only five pairs since the last time we did one of these. Oh, okay, chill, chilled few weeks then. Um, it's only been yeah. What? I will say, actually, just 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 as an extra one though, I did have a nice package arrive today from um, Sneakers and Recreation, and I will say, yes, great stuff, great stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, their um, their community T-shirt and collection has dropped. You might see a familiar um, pair of feet on the back of that um, top in the form of my good old co-host, um, Matt. Um, his picture does feature on the back of that shirt. Yeah, love it. I think the quality of the T-shirt is fantastic, like really good. 
and the bucket yeah. hat as much as again my fiance really doesn't like bucket hats um again really good really good quality um yeah fantastic stuff so uh yeah big shout out to um mark 19 1985 um and sneakers and recreation yeah excited for the next drop yeah I'm on a T-shirt. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> I'm on a T-shirt. Not only am I on a T-shirt, but what's really cool about that is when you actually look at the picture. So if you look at the T-shirt, I'm kind of like bottom row towards the middle. I am the only, I think, the only pair of New Balance on that T-shirt. Every other pair on there is a pair of Nike. So I'm the only pair of New Balance on that T-shirt. It's a pair of Casablanca 327s, which could not be more me if I tried. Um, <laughs> but it's the white, grey and black pair. And I'm wearing custom-made pink tidy tie-dye New Balance socks. So it's kind of like it's really cool to see my picture on the back of a T-shirt from a brand that I support so heavily with sneakers and recreation. And I love absolutely everything that Mark does. I'm mm-hmm. wearing a pair of socks that Mike does. I feel as, Scott, mate, how many people are we going to blow smoke up their ass over the course of this episode? I feel like we're in a very loving mood today. I think They deserve it. Go- they deserve I it. We're, I think um, feel as if we're going on holiday and therefore we're all feeling a little bit mushy and emotional. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. it's just cool to, it's cool to celebrate other people. So with that, we are going to talk, talking about celebrating other people. Um, the fact that we uh, don't have a guest, of course, we've got our usual Q&A, so we're going to hear from more of our amazing listeners. And I just want to say again, thank you so much for every single person that manages to uh, submit questions. I know we don't get to answer all of them, um, otherwise these episodes are going to be way longer than they already are, and we can <laughs> talk for bloody England, so they're already long episodes. But um, thank you so much for every single person that submitted a question. We really, really do appreciate it, and we keep all of the ones that we don't answer. We know that we keep them in the back pocket just in case we want to answer them at a later date and things like this so don't worry we will get around to answering those questions but we've got four questions from four listeners starting with i mentioned his name at the top of the podcast talking about the wave runners um, at erin shima um erin has asked the question um of basically do you think Adidas will NMD the ZX series if they haven't already? And Scott, I'm going to take this one first of all, if that's okay, because I have a quite a, a, a unique, I suppose, opinion on this one because I feel as if Adidas were ever so close to doing that this year. So people that listen to the podcast um, or have listened to the podcast for more than just this week, if we have any new listeners, um, Scott and I, you can tell by the shoes that we've picked up this week, we absolutely love an Adidas ZX. And one of the things that we've been so excited about over the last 12 months is the Adidas A to ZX series. And I've said on previous podcasts on how I absolutely hate, hate with a passion, how adidas have continued the a to zx series after saying the a to zx series is over we had nearly 12 months of almost weekly releases 26 um, letters of the alphabet over 26 shoes i think it added up to 28 shoes in total the a to zx series and they made this huge deal about it as soon as the series ends we then see five more pairs of legos another pair of Simpson shoes, another 
three pairs of ZX Pump Furies, another three pairs of National Parks. And yes, some of these shoes are very nice shoes, but it takes away from how special this A to ZX series is. The reason why OG Adidas fans love the 2008 series is because they did the series and stopped. And I feel as if ZX and Adidas were incredibly close to really fucking up uh, immediately after doing something amazing. That being said, I feel as if they've pumped the brakes a little bit now on these um, A to ZX series. And we have started to see some better product come through, like the Offspring ZX9000, like the ZX108 Candyverse, like um, some, some other upcoming, I can't remember now off the top of my head, but I know there's some more upcoming ZX that are going to be really, really good this year. Um, and I think that they've just stopped themselves from NMD in it because I do think if they just carried on producing continuations of the A to ZX series then you would have you would have lost me almost as a ZX fan like I got to the stage where all I was buying was New Balance for the last couple of months because I was just I I was annoyed I was physically annoyed at Adidas so I'm glad to see they're turning it around and I'm glad to see some better products coming out but uh, Scott what do you think about this yeah, no, I'm very, very similar. Um, I think they they came very close. Um, like I say, there was no real need to do what they were doing um, in terms of, like I say, expanding on the ZX, um, A to ZX series. What I will say, the pairs were still very good. Like I say, the Flaming Moes are one of the best ZX to release this year, hands down. Um, but yeah, they, they were coming very close and I think... There are still some really rubbish colorways. There's quite a few colorways of the 10K that have just appeared on Adidas that no one knows about. Um, then they're, they're not great, um, but there's the collaborations with Offspring and stuff like that are just about keeping them, you know, in the forefront of people's minds and keeping them relevant and keeping the the line itself um, prominent. So, yeah, it, it's it. I think they've just about saved themselves, but. They've still got time to do it. They've still got time to NMD it. So fingers crossed they don't, because um, I quite like what has been coming out recently. But yeah, we'll wait and see. We shall see. We shall see. But uh, moving on to question number two. This is from, again, a good friend of the podcast and the champion of guest appearances at the minute uh, at Ty underscore kicks. Ty kicks. Um, Ty has asked the question. Um, what is your worst sneaker disaster? Spillage, dirty, whatever. So, Scott, I answered the last one first. Over to you, mate. What has been your worst sneaker disaster? See, that's a tough one because, I, yeah, I, I can't really think of anything that's like happened that I was like, oh, no. Um, I must admit, there was one time when I... Um, when I was going to university and instead, because the parking was a nightmare, we had to, we'd all park up in a lay-by um, off one of the main roads and just jump in one person's car and kind of just kind of sh car share um, there. And I remember one day it was dark. It was about six, must've been about seven o'clock in the morning, pulled up, stepped out. And what I didn't realize is I'd literally parked over a lake, essentially of a puddle. <laughs> and I was wearing, I literally had just put on the, um, it was the ZX 10,000 um, Jacques Chassing pair, so the all navy. 
and I just got off, got out of the car, stepped, and I just remember stepping in this puddle and my feet soaking, and I was like, oh, no. And I got in the car, and I was like, oh, this is, you know, I could feel my feet squelching around. It was awful. But they looked brand new. They did literally looked like nothing had touched them. So I was scared, but they, they were fine. So, yeah, no, nothing, nothing come to mind. Um, I'm sure there were some Adidas Terra shoes that I destroyed while trying to clean them and not really knowing how to clean shoes. Um, but yeah, nothing, no, nothing horrific that comes to mind anyway. I feel as if I don't understand how you've done that because I fucked up that many pairs of shoes from just like being clumsy. That, <laughs> I, I, that, that what you're telling me absolutely baffles me. Um, I have one particular pair that I'm going to talk about in a second, but some honourable mentions. I remember wearing a brand new pair of Adidas, uh, not Adidas, sorry, New Balance. Oh, I can't remember. I feel like it was like four, five, fours or something like that when I was back kind of like, uh, I suppose, 20, 21, something like that. So I was just out of college. Friends were at university. I went to visit a friend at university down in Portsmouth. Sunny summer's day, we uh, got po- uh, disposable barbecues out by uh, South Sea. And, uh, of course, I took the first bite out of my hot dog and ketchup went straight on the cream <laughs> toe box of my New Balance. Um, couldn't get that out, so that was them fucked forever. Um, I also, uh, a couple of years, or last year, Um, I remember after the first lockdown and friends were allowed to come over for the first time, I remember having some friends over for basically like a bit of a games night. I decided that I'd be incredibly sophisticated and I was drinking red wine and I decided to knock over a full glass of red wine over my Deodora Whiz Runners. Um, Luckily, in my drunken state, I actually managed to straight away whip out the shoe cleaner and managed to be okay. So that was potentially a horrifying situation that I managed to sort But it has to be, Scott, the story that I've told before on the podcast, and that is the time that my ZX10,000 overkills um, almost became a a mould monster that were trying to attack me. Um, February this year, I moved from my one-bedroom flat in uh, south uh, or southwest london so it was wimbledon parkway to um, my two bed in wimbledon and the very last thing that i saved from the moving process was moving my shoe boxes and our flat had a little bit of mold problem in the winter typical kind of london flat where a lot of them aren't very uh, aren't insulated very well and you do get unfortunately mold in some london flats um Mm -hmm. And normally it happened, there was a couple of spots in the flat that it normally happened. It normally happened kind of behind um, the cabinet where the TV was in the living room and then behind our chest of drawers in the bedroom. And all we did was just make sure that they weren't touching the wall so things didn't get, our things didn't get mouldy. But anyways, I was picking up all of my shoe boxes ready to move and I picked up the box for these ZX overkills and they felt, uh, the shoe box itself felt a little bit wet. It was the bottom um, shoe box of the pile. It hadn't been opened in a little while because I just bought, we're in the middle of the A to ZX series, so I had loads of other ZX shoes to wear. And yeah, opened the box and I swear to God, more mould than I've seen ever on a shoe. They were disgusting. Um so yeah, that was probably bad. the worst thing. What also didn't help is that I basically decided to dunk them in water to try and clean the mold off. So I absolutely <coughs> ruined the suede. But 
uh, again, shouting more people out this episode. One of the things that I do want to, or one of the people that I do want to shout out is previous guests of the uh, podcast, Jeffrey. And I also want to say a massive, massive thank you to uh, Jason Mark uh, Europe um, and just Jason Mark as a, a company for gifting both of us um, basically completely kitting us out with jason mark cleaning products we got suede kits premium brushes all sorts um and jeffrey took the time to basically talk me through how to bring the suede back to life because i'd absolutely fucked these shoes up and i'm so so happy not only for the products but for his help to help me kind of understand how to bring that suede back to life because I genuinely thought that those shoes were like dead and buried. I thought they were beaters and I was only ever going to wear them in situations where my shoes are going to get fucked and now they are back solid into the rotation. So that is my worst sneaker disaster. Thank you so much to Jeffrey. Thank you so much for Jason Mark. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're now, despite being my worst, yeah, despite being my worst sneaker disaster, they are now back in the rotation. So I'm very, very happy. Yeah, massive, massive shouts, Jason, Mark. But um, yeah, your your shoes they've they've really come back to life because they were oh yeah so they were happy with bad. It. I sent obviously sent you Scott the pictures of the, the mold and oh my god, like I, I'm not exaggerating when I thought like you know in Harry Potter, um, I think it's the Prisoner of Azkaban where um he has the book that's alive and you have to like stroke the spine of the book to calm it down like that's <laughs> kind of what i thought these shoes were going to be like i thought i was going to open the shoe box and they were going to go for my throat like it was it was a yeah. scary moment when i opened the shoes um and i remember being as well like moving day as well moving day is so stressful and it was so disheartening like opening one of my favorite pairs of shoes and just being like these are fucked like not only Am I moving and this is a stressful day as it is? I now have to deal with the heartbreak that my shoes are fucked. So now they're not. I feel as if uh, I'm very, very happy. But mm. um, moving on to question number three. This is uh, a question from previous guest of the podcast again, Mike at tidy underscore tidy. Um, I think you've almost kind of answered this question kind of already, Scott, which is um, what is our pickup of the year so far? Um, uh, Mike is a a listener of the podcast and he did add to this. Matt, is it still the Foam Runners? Um, Because I do remember the week that I picked up the Foam Runners, I said that they were my pickup of the year. And um, I suppose seeing as I'm directly mentioned in this question, I should probably start things off. Um, I find it very hard, Scott, to definitively say this is a pickup of the year. And I almost feel as if I'm going to give three answers to what my pickup of the year is because I feel as if I can't possibly give one answer. And there's a reason why I'm giving all three answers. Um, Number one has to be the foam runner. Um, It's the most comfy shoe in the world. I absolutely love it. It's something that I wear without a shadow of a doubt every single day. But I'd find it very difficult to actually now, now I've owned it for a few months, definitively say, yes, that is the sneaker of the year um, or pickup of the year for me. Because although I wear it all the time, you you can't wear it all the time. Um, outside, that is. like I do wear it more than a lot of people probably wear their foam runners outside. But it's very limiting to what you wear it with. You can't just throw on a pair of jeans and wear it. You do have to be very deliberate with what you wear. So because of that, I don't think it could be like the, but it is, it's something that I'm so, so happy to have. Straight away with that, I then think, well, Scott, you mentioned earlier that you had a pair of Adidas from Lorenzo. I did manage to get a pair of ZX1000 um, Cherrywoods from, or Rosewood, sorry, um, from 
Lorenzo earlier on in the year, which again has to be a pickup of the year. But if that, I feel like that's different because it's a sample. Like he's made those shoes for you and me, if that makes sense. So I feel as if that's not quite, I wouldn't consider that my pickup of the year because that's a very personal pair. If I'm thinking about just generally, I've entered a raffle, bought a pair of shoes, it has to be the, um, uh, I think probably the SNS. New Balance 920s. Uh, it's a shoe that I managed to get um, on eBay um, a, a month or so ago. Um, absolutely loved it when I first saw the raffles at the beginning of the year. Took the L, managed to get it on eBay um, for uh, retail, basically. I think maybe actually a little bit under retail. But yeah, SNS 920. That's my pickup of the year so far. What do you reckon, Scott? Yeah, I mean... And you've already kind of alluded to it earlier, but... Yeah, let's. Um, I mean, I'll go. I'll go down a similar route, shall we? So, I mean, in a, in a similar vein, my most worn pair is my Crocs, um, quite <laughs> quite easily, um, and I get told off for wearing them everywhere. Um, literally, like if I've ever got to pop down to the supermarket, post office, anything, I'll have them on. Come rain or shine, they will be on. Um, in terms of what my favourite pair is that I've had this year, it's by far um, the Dusk Forums from Lorenzo. They're just phenomenal. Um, they're just a thing of beauty. They really are. And like I say, they, they for me, they're quite special because, you know, we started this podcast as on a bit of a whim, to be honest. It was just something that we fancied doing and, you know, just kind of keeping ourselves occupied and keeping ourselves sane during lockdown. And, it's kind of taken on a life of its own and the people that we've met and the people that we, you know, like I say, we've bigged up so many people on this podcast, whether it be Jeffrey, Lorenzo, Mike, um, you know, Ryan, who's become a really good friend. Um, it, there's just so many people um, to name. And I can say that they are all genuinely good friends and, you know, to see their products and what they're doing, um, you know, we, we, the last episode we talked about Matt creating his own shoes there's so much um, that to be proud of um, of other people, and yeah, for me that is that is always going to be a very special pair. Um, but if I if I was kind of taking that out of the equation, um, then it, it's very difficult for me because there's quite a few. To be honest, it'd probably be a toss up between the SB Dunk Street Hawkers and the Bodega um, that we just spoke about. Um, both very different shoes, but I I think both of them are just absolutely fantastic so it, it is it's a tough one for me if i it, i think i'd probably say the street hawkers they're they're just a fantastically done pair um and they will probably be the only sb dunk i managed to pick up for the next decade probably if the hype continues so in that case it makes them a bit more special and uh Moving on to our final question of the episode, and that is from at DomK96. And the question we have is, I really like this question. What is the one pair in your own collection that will, you will never part with no matter what? So, Scott, I was first last time. Let's go with you, mate. I mean, I'm, I'm, honestly, it's, I'm going to be like a broken record, but it, it, it is going to, obviously, as of now, it's going to be... Um, the the Lorenzo, um, just a, a special pair. Um, I'm you're gonna really be sick of kind of me saying that. Um, but I must admit there is one pair that hasn't left my collection. No matter what has happened, whether it be 
me going from terrace footwear to kind of more Nike heavy to runners. There is one pair that hasn't left the collection and that is the Adidas size exclusive Jamaicas. They have not left. Okay. I sold I sold all of my terrace shoes, um, all of my Topangas, my Hamburgs, um, trim Trabs, trim Stars, um, all the size exclusives that I had, all gone. Um, apart from the Jamaica, and I don't know what it is about that pair. I just cannot bring myself to get rid of them. Um, even when I've gone through periods of not wearing them, um, there's just something about them that I just cannot get rid of. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's the pair that seemingly just refuses to leave. Um, so, yeah. So it's it's less it's less about you wanting to get rid of them and it's more just about they just kind of unnecessarily stick, or not unnecessarily, but they just kind of stick around. Yeah, every time that I go to like have a bit of a clear out and think, okay, I don't wear these that much anymore. Let's try and see if anybody else wants them and pass them on, etc. And they're just a pair that, yeah, I just, every time I go to look, I'm like, no. Nah. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I don't know what it is, but yeah, just can't do it. Well, um, moving on to, to my pair. I mean, Scott, again, I, I we're going to be a broken record, the two of us just basically bigging everyone else up and being very soppy and <laughs> sentimental. And I feel as if I'm going to, I'm going to continue to be soppy and sentimental. The obvious answer I feel to me would be again, my kind of, um, uh, my Rosewood ZX 1000 that Lorenzo did for me, but I wanted to go a little bit of a different route because I knew that you would say that for your pair. And I actually have a, a very special pair to me that actually to the average person is a nothing shoe that will always be in my collection and will be there until the day they crumble. And that is a pair of um, Nike Air Max 1s from 2013. I do believe the colorway for them is like medium olive and lodden green or something like that. Uh, basically, um, if you look up the shoe, it is essentially a kind of like dark green upper that has this really cool mixture of materials. It's got a little bit of suede around the heel um, with the stitched Nike Air in the heel. It's got um, almost what feels like a kind of tweedy kind of, it's not a tweed material, but it's that, or tweed pattern, sorry, but it's that kind of like, you know, tweed has that kind of like felty feel to it mm. um, along the upper leather swoosh leather mud guard it's like a really cool wintry kind of autumny looking shoe has a sail speckled midsole and then a purple outsole and the reason why this shoe has been in the collection since 2013 probably before i even thought that i had a collection what what I found about this question is that it made me realize that I did have a mini collection before I ever considered my shoes to be a collection because there are a few shoes that I've always I've just they, since the day I bought them I've just kept them there's another pair of Pumas that I've had since 2014 another couple of pairs from 15 16 so on and so forth but this particular shoe I will always keep because it is the um, first gift that my girlfriend bought me. Um, we've been together nine years this October. And for our first year anniversary, she bought me this pair of Air Max. So uh, they'll always be in my collection because of that sentimental value. They are just a GR Air Max from 2013. But yeah, that is going to be the pair that will always be in my collection. I told you, Scott, I was keeping it soppy. I was keeping it sentimental for that final <laughs> question. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I can understand, and it, you know, it's good to have pairs like that. Although I will say, they are a really nice pair. And if they release today, you wouldn't be able to get your hands on them. <laughs> they're really nice. Yeah. You can even tell yeah. they're getting a bit old because, like, the leather, I don't know whether it's like the paint on the leather or what, but basically, like, I don't know if, I don't, I don't think it's painted leather. I suppose that doesn't make any sense. But basically, I think it's just through wear and tear um, on one of the mm. shoes. Like, you can see the leather started to, like, scratch and chip a little bit. So you can see, like, it, it's got a lot of wear and tear out of this shoe. But yeah, I, I, yeah I don't care a lot whether. Of love. Yeah, I don't care whether it's falling apart or what. Like that will always be in the the collection purely because of the sentimental value. But that does bring us to the mm-hmm. end of our uh, questions and our Q and A. So, um, what I think this probably means, Scott, is we can move on to our first segment. I always forget how long it takes for us to go through all of this stuff. We've been recording for like an hour now, and we've only done. We haven't even reached our first segment. But <laughs> um, our first <laughs> our first main segment for the episode today is shoes round. Uh, just before I hand over to Scott to take over shoes round. Uh, if you are new to the podcast and you have no idea what I'm talking about, shoes round. We basically have a little bit of a reflection on the week's happenings within the world of sneakers look at some uh, headlines and some articles that have been floating around the internet over the last uh, week or so um, but this week it is Scott taking shoes round so Scott I will pass over to you for shoes rounds yeah over to me for shoes round so uh, first news story Foot Locker are paying 1.1 billion dollars in cash um, for Atmos and California-based outlet chain WSS. Any thoughts? Cool. That's the news. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. And on that note, shell, I will pass over to Matt for Double Up, Double Down. Um, for anyone that hasn't listened, Double Up, Double Down... Um, segment of the show where we look at upcoming releases for the next week Double Up being a shoe that we really like Double Down being one we don't like so much and a sleeper pick something that we think is going to be a bit underrated and fly under the radar so on that over to Matt for Double Up Double Down That was possibly the best uh, shoes round we've ever done Scott I mean I know that we said that there wasn't much news this week but uh, I'm pretty sure we did that in 45 seconds including the intro and outro so bravo Perfect. to you mate I feel like that's Perfect. that is a, a, a news flash um, definitely but over to me for double up double down um, just want to remind everyone that before I dive into our double up pick of the week this uh, segment is in connection with at tidy tie-dye yes there is another segment where we are bigging up our friends. This is in no which way, shape or form a paid sponsorship, but basically an opportunity for us to shine a light on the fact that Mike and Alex do an amazing job with the socks that they dye. Uh, They do uh, a variety of different colours in block colours and tie-dye. They predominantly deal with Nike socks, um, but uh, they can do custom orders of all other brands. So if there's any of the shoes that you like from uh, today's Double Up, Double Down, uh, make sure you go over to them because they will be giving their suggestions on what goes well with the picks but uh, starting with a uh, positive a double up pick for the week um, I am going straight for New Balance this week Scott and I wanted to 
have a little bit of a different take on this week's Double Up, Double Down because inevitably there is a huge, huge shoe coming out um, this upcoming week. Uh, I know that I uh, bash a lot of the time when this shoe is or the this collaborator is mentioned. I know very recently we had the Travis Scott Fragment Air Jordan 1 High, which I do not like that shoe. I don't like the color blocking. Um, and I don't like the fact that it's a high. But I do really like the Travis Scott low um, the Travis Scott fragment low but it's something that has been plastered over uh, Instagram for God knows how many months now I wanted to not pick that as the double up because I feel as if another week of listening to people talk about this shoe like I feel as if everyone's just going to be happy when this shoe is gone because it's just taken over our lives since we've seen leaked images at the beginning of the year so for my double up pick of the week I've gone for the Todd Schneider times New Balance 327 farmers market pack Um, in particular i am going for the pineapple now this particular pack um, is uh, it's got three shoes to it you have the pineapple which is the one that i think is the best out of the pack you also have the pomegranate and you also have the wheat now all of these shoes um, have already released on the todd schneider website Um, however there is a global release via new balance for the 12th of august for a recommended retail price of at the minute on new balance is advertised for 90 pounds however this happened with the um, levi's 327 where very quickly they jumped up in price Um, on the todd schneider website they are advertised for 110 pounds so Uh, think of that shoe retailing around kind of 90 to 110 pounds somewhere around that mark now the particular shoe that i like the pineapple um is predominantly kind of like a really cool mint green upper with the big um over exaggerated white new balance n in leather the shoe itself is a combination of mesh and then around the mud guard and heel of the shoe you have um suede on the eyelets you have this really really nice burnt orange as well as around kind of the tongue and the uh, kind of side of the sock liner of the shoe is a really really nice um or that same orange the tongue itself um, has kind of like a deep red um kind of nylon with what i think is a really cool touch uh, a kind of yellowy tongue tab with just a pineapple on it um, the insole of the shoe has joint um, new balance todd schneider um, branding and what i really like about this shoe it's very similar to other 327s and i really like when new balance do this it's half and half so if you look towards the out of the shoe it's this really nice kind of like turquoisey minty green for the mesh but when you look at the inside of the shoe it's more of a minty green shoe i know i'm kind of saying two lots of minty green but you do need to look at the shoe there's some kind of like mint green on there uh, green on there and some kind of like teal blue and basically the inside of the shoe the lateral medial sides of the shoe are two different colors um but yeah overall i think it's just a really really nice looking shoe it's topped off with some yellow um laces being the pineapple uh gum sole but yeah, it's just, I think this particular colorway out of all three is just the one that really, really stands out for me. Absolutely love the shoe. Um, 
three two sevens people love uh, and being a collaboration again people do really appreciate uh, what I really like about the shoe is that Todd Schneider has basically said that the inspiration came from um, lockdown so a quote that he said on his uh, that he's put on his website um, we concepted the farmers market capsule during lockdown so the design team and I were reminiscing about and looking forward to the experiences uh, the experience of walking around a farmers market on a hot summer day and we wanted these sneakers and the um, uh, the apparel to go alongside it to be a colorful reminder of how special that experience is and I mean who doesn't love a farmers market getting some cool adventurous food that you wouldn't normally get from the supermarket so yeah uh i absolutely love this pack um scott what do you think yeah i'm, I'm a big fan of this pack um i'll yeah i they're great shoes um pretty simple as that so i'm not the biggest fan of the pomegranate colorway um i don't know what it is i i feel bad by saying it looks a bit cheap but there's something about it i don't know what there is it's just something that i don't like um however the pineapple and uh, to be fair my personal favorite is the wheat um yeah. i think that's really really nice um really nice colors um used on that um but to be honest, it's a bit of a toss-up between the two because they're all really well done um yeah just great shoes and you know 327 it's a good model um there's still good um collaborations and stuff being done on them um if you can kind of look through some of the kind of some of the gr colorways that are slightly questionable um but yeah no really good um and i must admit i've been i've been seeing a lot of shoes kind of designer shoes um kind of real high fashion shoes appearing on my instagram that um look very similar to a 327 very similar indeed so um it shows the influence that this design is having because there are, yeah, some uh, people higher up that are looking at this and going, we want a piece of that pie. So, um, yeah, no, uh, another well done collaboration from New Balance. What's the saying, Scott? Imitation is the greatest form of flattery or whatever people say. So, exactly there we go, that. New Balance, yeah. you're on to a winner. Um, what I will say, if anyone does want to buy this shoe, because I do know a few people are kind of looking at 327s and going, oh, do I buy it? Do I not? First of all, this would be a great shoe for you to try out as your first 327 if you haven't bought one already, because trust me, as a fan of the the silhouette, absolutely love it. Um, do go half a size up though. I do know some people say go true to size and it's fine, but for the vast majority, I have to go half a size up on all of my, um, 327s. And I know for the vast majority of people I speak to, they say go half a size up. So that's just a little bit of a tip if anyone's hoping to um uh, buy one, a, a pair of these um scott moving on to the double down pick and i feel as if i've already made something semi-controversial by not including the travis scott jordan one low as the double up and going for a todd schneider new balance 327 i'm also uh throwing caution to the wind and going for a uh, sb dunk low for the double down pick and uh the double down pick for the week is the nike sb dunk low barcelona this particular shoe is retailing on the sneakers app on the 14th of August um, at a recommended retail price of £94.95. And yeah, I mean, first of all, this week is a very good week for um, releases. So that is one thing. It was very, very difficult to actually pick a double down pick. And the only reason why this shoe is a double down pick for me is it's an 
unnecessary mismatched shoe, right? So I feel as if this year we have absolutely gone to town with mismatched shoes. If you think about it, we have had the Street Hawker. We have had the P-Rod. We have had numerous standard dunks that have been mismatched. We've had the Sean Weatherspoon. We've had more mismatched shoes this year than I can remember in recent years. And I love a mismatched shoe, but I feel as if mismatched shoes need to be adventurous in some aspect. This shoe just feels as if they should have gone for one or the other. And actually, they just didn't know which colorway to pick or which color blocking to pick so they thought fuck it we'll just do one shoe of one and one shoe of the other if you look at the shoes it is in kind of like a classic barcelona football team um uh, kind of color it's got kind of this what they're describing as gym red which is that kind of like typical red you'd see on a barcelona kit so one shoe the toe and mud guard and eye stays are in um, a red suede the suede looks lovely um, and the back end of the shoe is a navy with a gold or yellow swoosh um, gum outsole as well very very nice but the problem is you look at the other shoe and it's the reverse like you've got the blue toe box the blue mud guard and then the red um, back half of the shoe and like I said, the only reason why it's doubled down is because just one, they should have just picked one. Like it's not adventurous enough to warrant a mismatch shoe. I feel as if they're just doing this because Nike are chasing after this stupid trend that people are really, really enjoying at the minute. And it's just, there's a time and place. There is always a time and place to do something. And in my eyes, this is not it. So rant over. Scott, what do you think of this? Because earlier on, you said to me, Interest. I sent you a message. This is the double down pair. And all I got back was interesting. So it almost felt as if you weren't going to agree with me here. But does it make sense why I've picked this as the double down? It does. And I do agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I, I, haven't, I haven't been a fan of this shoe since I've seen the pictures of it. I, I've never understood... Um, I've never understood why they've done mismatch. Um, I've... It's a bit of a random collaboration, really. Um, like, I know they've done a lot of collaborations with PSG and stuff, but, you know, they've got a big thing with Jordan Brands. They've got a lot of athletes um, that, you know, are working um, with Jordan. Obviously, at the time, like, Neymar was with Nike, um, and obviously not anymore um, with his deal with Puma. But, yeah, it's, it's just a bit of an odd one. I don't get it. I don't understand the mismatch because... In terms of mismatch, um, it's just bizarre. Um, there's no need for the mismatch. Like all the decent mismatch shoes this year have been mismatch because of the story being told. Um, whereas now, these mismatch shoes, there's no story behind why it's mismatch. It's not like exactly. the Street Hawker where there's a lot going on. And it's not like the P-Rods where, you know, there is an explanation as to why they are mismatched. They're just mismatched for the sake of being mismatched. And not only that, growing up, I grew up in the time of the Galacticos and the time of Zidane, Raul, Figo, um, kind of all just the icons of the game. And because of that, I've always got an affinity for Real Madrid and not Barcelona. So all these kids that support Barcelona because of Messi, I'm just not about that. So for me, I don't like the shoe. I'm not a big fan of Barcelona. 
for me, it's just, yeah, nothing about it remotely interests me in the slightest. Well, I'm happy because, again, it, it was it, sometimes when we do this segment, I almost feel as if it's very easy to think of what people would assume as a double up or double down pick. Like I said, the fact that I'm not patting myself on the back and saying, like, ooh, I'm so cool that I haven't gone for the obvious choice. But, like, sometimes <laughs> you think, why the hell would you say an SB dunk when they're so sought after is going to be a double down pick? But you also have to appreciate, if you love a brand so much, not saying I'm a huge dunk fan, but I'm saying anyone listening to this that is thinking, Matt, you're crazy, why are you putting, like, dunks are so, they've got such a high resale value at the minute and things like this. Like, it goes beyond that. They should have picked one or the other. I Looking at the shoe side to side, I think the red toe with the blue back looks so much nicer than the reverse. So I feel as if they would have executed this shoe just as good. Um, and you also segment yourself from a lot of the market as well. I don't feel like this is wise from Nike SB because you speak to a lot of people and a lot of people just don't like mismatched shoes. And I feel like this would be an instant win if they'd just gone for one of the color blocking. So Nike, I feel like you've shot yourself in the foot here a little bit, but hey-ho, I'm not the one deciding on uh, how the shoes are made. Yeah, I mean, colour blocking wise, it looks like they've literally made them on Nike, um, Nike by You. It does look like special. a Nike by Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does so, actually look like a Nike by You shoe, but hey ho, yeah. is what it is. But um, moving on to our sleeper pick for the week. And uh, Scott, I've picked a Jordan. It's uh, <laughs> not something that I'm sure a lot of people expect from me at this stage. But yeah, the sleeper pick for the week is the Air Jordan 1 in the seafoam colorway um, ironic where i've just basically said that i didn't like the travis scott because of the fact that it was a jordan high but here we are um, i like to contradict myself whenever i possibly can uh, this particular <laughs> shoe releases on the 12th of august for a recommended retail price of 144 pounds and 95 pence it is currently on sneakers now the reason why i'm picking this for the sleeper pick a couple of reasons really scott first of all it's actually a women's release um Overall, the shoe itself is a really, really nice colorway. I think this is one of the things that I've always said I can appreciate when a Jordan is in a really nice um, color blocking. The shoe itself is classic kind of Jordan-esque where it's got kind of a, a major color that takes over the mud guard, the heel of the shoe, the eyelets, the swoosh, the kind of standard where you typically see a color on a Jordan. It's this beautiful looking kind of sea foam pale green color um what i like about it is that the upper doesn't look like it is white um the upper kind of looks as if it's more of like a creamy white which goes really really nice with that kind of sea foam um color and what i really like as well is the laces um are white with an orange trim and i feel like that orange just gives a really really nice pop to that kind of um pale green but the reason for me saying that this particular shoe is going to be a sleeper pick number one it's a woman's pair so naturally the sizing is going to be very limited like naturally this is only going to be from nine and a half down which therefore that automatically means we haven't got a lot of the people a lot of the people that have got larger shoe sizes that would want a jordan they just can't buy this but it also falls tragically alongside the release of the travis one obviously we don't have infinite money and i think a lot of people are going to be saving their money for potentially getting the travis one low which releases on the 13th of august so i think a lot of people are going to see this Jordan 1 C fine which is essentially a GR Jordan 1 and a lot of people are going to go 
now. I'm going to wait for the Travis. And because of that, by all means, I don't think it's going to sit for ages, but you could end up finding some sizes sitting on the the, the sneakers um, app or something like that. It's, it's one of those shoes that you can kind of see. It's, it's, it's going to sell out, but it might sell out by a, a few days later. Um, Scott, what do you think about this particular pair? I really like this pair. Um, nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I've ever since I saw the initial images, um, I've really liked them. They're a women's colorway, which means old Bigfoot era isn't getting a pair. But um, I have seen a lot of people saying that they're looking to pick up for um, their partners because they've turned around and said, I really like that. Um, and I must admit that, you know, like I know um, kind of my fiance, she's got um, lows. Um, I don't think she's got any mids, but she does quite like quite a few of the mids in, you know, colorways. but the highs, there hasn't been anything that she's responded to and gone, they're really, like, I really need them. Um, and all these women's colorways that they keep coming out with, yeah, I don't think there has been anything that's that a lot of women have turned around and gone, this is amazing. But this is the first one in a while that I've seen a lot of interest from the market that they're trying to target with this. Um, it's just a, it's a really well done colorway. Um, and yeah, it's lovely. Like I say, if, it, if they went at bigger sizes, I'd definitely be going for a pair. Um but yeah, I think I think they're fantastic. I'm not quite sure about the laces. I've got to admit, but um, a quick lace swap, I think. Um, yeah, you're onto a winner with those. Like I said, I really like the laces. I feel like that orange. I mean, not being funny, if you actually put Scott the um, the Todd Snyder pineapple, I've just literally realised while saying this, um, I clearly have a, a, a kind of. I really like orange and sea foam by the looks of things because actually I was saying earlier about two different mint greens. Going back to what I was saying about the Todd Schneider, the best way to describe it actually is that the Todd Schneider is a combination of sea foam and turquoise. And obviously you've got the orange hits on the pineapple. It's basically the same colorway as this Jordan 1. So I clearly have a, a liking to sea foam green and orange but I, like I said I would keep those laces in I think it gives it a really nice color pop um yeah just overall very very um uh, happy with this particular shoe but um yeah that that pretty much brings us to the end mate I mean overall we agree we both like the farmer's market pack from New Balance we both dislike or think that that Barcelona SB dunk is silly and we both really like this Jordan I always like it when we agree I always like it when we agree um Obviously, we, we don't have a guest this week, so there is no um, rotation game. Uh, but yeah, just want to, I suppose, say thank you to everyone listening. And I'm sorry that I, I kind of apologise, but sorry, not sorry, that this has been such as kind of a, uh, a shouting out our friends episode because they, they deserve it. But um, just to close out the episode, thank you for listening to another episode of the Double Up Podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Double Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Double Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can also find me, Matt, at SW Sneakers on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at underscore sneaker teacher. Thanks for listening. See you later. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you.